YouTube. Tell you what, a man who's been doing it for a long time and does it extremely well, best in the land. Oh, it does. And it he's doing just. it for the thousandth time, I should spit that out, one thousandth <laughs> time tonight when the 36ers play against the Sydney Kings here in Adelaide. It's uh, the very great John Casey who joins us on the line. Case, thanks for joining us and congratulations. Thanks very much, Sam. Good to be with you and Flipper. Now, uh, we're doing favourite commentary lines because you're one of the best at it. Some of, I think there's a drinking game around, the John Casey drinking game. <laughs> Some of your iconic lines in sport, I mean, the user-friendly role, for et cetera. How, how much have you enjoyed your time behind the mic for a thousand games of basketball? Oh, look, it's just the best job in the world, as you know, Sam. You, uh, you and Flipper get to do it as well. You know, to be in the best seat in the house, uh, and getting paid to be there uh, to have some fun. Um, there's, there's nothing you can complain about with that. It's just an absolute pleasure and a privilege as well to be up close to the elite athletes. Um, you know, look, my uh, my sporting career growing up in Broken Hill, it started off pretty slowly and tapered off after that. So <laughs> the, only way, the only way I was going to be uh, able to be involved with elite sport was if I could work my way into sports journalism. So that's what I did. I just love sports so much and to be involved and uh, for so long, um, and to be around the elite athletes and see how they go about it, uh, it's just an absolute privilege. And, you know, look, I'm thankful to all the players and coaches and the officials and the fans and everyone um, that's, uh, that's reached out today on this occasion to celebrate a thousand games with me. Um, yeah, it's been, it's been a great trip down memory lane, that's for sure. You'd have some mates there with you tonight then, Case, well deserved. And, uh, yeah, a little bit even more fun afterwards. Yeah, let's hope so. It's pretty hectic. <laughs> Uh, uh, off to uh, Melbourne as usual on the weekend to call a couple of games over there but I'm really happy that I'm able to have my family there with me tonight, my mm-hmm. wife Kylie and my kids are going to be there, mum's going to be there Oh, brilliant! Um, because you know look, it is a team effort you know the, the families sacrifice a lot The um, you know, I've, I've been away weekends as, as you guys, you're in the industry, you know what it's like, you're away a lot of weekends and you have to rely on your family and particularly your wife um, to get things done uh, in your absence yes. while you're out uh, enjoying yourself and working hard. And um, look, they've done a terrific job and had to put up with me, uh, you know, sort of uh, sprouting off meaningless stats at them. And they're like, really? Is that right? Uh, well, yeah, yeah that, might, that might interest your basketball uh, viewers. But, um, that doesn't really excite me that much at all. That's what my wife would tell me anyway. Uh, very much. So where, where do those beautiful little, oh, those little sayings, those little links to those little, just that little bit of, uh, it just adds a bit to the, the, the whole event. Yeah, I, you know, Flipper, some of them just appear from nowhere. And sometimes <laughs> I'm sure, uh, Tab, you'd, you'd say mm. some things and mm. you think, where did that come from? Yeah. I, I wasn't rehearsed. <laughs> it wasn't actually in my head. <laughs> this words uh, just voluntarily have come out of my mouth and I don't even know what part of my brain came up with that because I've never said that word before in my life. But, uh, <laughs> You know, and a lot of them you uh, you hear along the way from other commentators, mm. and they they tend to find their way into your commentary as well. And I take no credit for any of those lines. That, uh, as you say, the drinking game that uh, people enjoy sitting at home playing sometimes. <laughs> uh, it's a lot of fun, uh, but I take no credit for any of those lines. I'm sure everyone's uh, been used or made up by someone well before I tried it. But to some of them apparently uh, have been credited to me and. Uh, but I can't take the credit for it because, uh, no, I haven't come up with those. 
Now, take us into, uh, I suppose, the, the, the backstalls of John Casey during the week as you're preparing for a, a call because, look, you're one of the most professional uh, callers in the country and we're blessed to have you uh, around the traps doing some of the games that we get to watch uh, each and every week. For those who are interested out there in how you go about preparing for a call and even some little things like like when you've got uh, the same thing to say over and over again in a game but you've got to find different ways of different saying it, way. much like... Yes. I suppose, heading to the free throw line. You say things like heading to the charity strop, which is creative <laughs> and also unique. Those little sorts of... How do you? How much time do you spend on your preparation during yeah, the week know. and what are the things you focus on? Because I'm sure people would have an interest. Yeah, Sam, look, I, I, I would spend, uh, on average, it would be three hours per game that I'm doing. So I'm doing three games this, this round. So, yes. um, you know, tonight's game, for instance, I've done three hours work on that today. But, you, you know, you, you've... Your research on the game starts from the previous week as soon as the round finishes where, you know, you're tidying up stats and finding out who's leading what category and where they fit in and now their averages for the year. And so you do a little bit and piece, bits and pieces here. Every day of the week, you'll come across a stat or a line somewhere that you're reading online or in a newspaper or here, and you write that down and add that to the mix. And then, as I say, you'll spend a solid three hours um, prepping for a game and even that isn't enough at times no matter how much you do there is still more you could have done and you will find more if you keep looking type thing um, but it's just a matter of I think the important part about it is to have the narrative there that's important for the viewers at mm. home that may not be across everything that's going on to be able to tell them how important the game is whether what the win means what the loss means or if there are any milestone games etc and then yes. and then quirky stats as well that you may come across which you think look that's an interesting um, stat, someone at home will find that interesting if you're able to tell them that and relay that to them. So it, it's just a matter of building that knowledge base and, you know, and you really do need to be meticulous with it. The, uh, you know, the harder you work, the luckier you get type thing. Mm. So, um, yeah, for an example, tonight's game, Adelaide against Sydney, you know, Isaac Humphreys has scored more points in the paint, 222, than any other player in the competition this year. So there, there gets an impact hey. straight away about how important he is to the team and the focus of mm. Adelaide they find him inside and, mm. and trying and, you know, make him the absolute um, go-to man to start the game and try and get him going as well because that's so important for them. And, you know, another thing that I found interesting about the Sydney Kings uh, coming into this game, look, there's a lot of pressure on them. They're 10 mm. and 10. They haven't lost more than 10 games in a season for six years. Wow, so, geez, and now, again, that underscores where they're at in the last recent history of the team. Um, but they've copped a lot of criticism, yet they're one of only two teams that haven't been outside the top four at all this year. So while they've had their ups and downs, they've been still able to maintain a spot, um, you know, in the top four. And, you know, they lost their top five scorers and their coach from last season. So that gives you an indication. And they're, mm. they're sitting at the moment in the top four and the, and the highest scoring team in the competition. Mm. So for mm. all the problems that they have, uh, they're doing a lot better than six other teams at the moment. Yeah. And if they continue winning, they're going to be in the playoffs. And there's only um, you know a handful of teams are going to make the playoffs as well. So it's things like that, I think, paint a, a deeper picture or mm. for 
the, the audience who um, you know, don't have access to the stats or don't spend that mm. amount of time trying to find the information, that it's important that you, you do the work and, and the research and, um, yeah, and then you're ready to go and be able to provide information like that that might add to the viewer's experience and enjoyment of the game. That's exactly, and, and, and you, you make a very good point there, Sydney Kings. I mean, they'll be having a look at that group in the, uh, in the adjoining changing room down there tonight. I mean, they'll be, I mean, that Sixers win the other night, just fantastic, wasn't it? Oh, absolutely outstanding. You know, full credit to Scott Ninnis and his team and the way they've stuck at it. And even more so, full credit to the fans who keep turning out. Another sellout crowd there last oh, Saturday against Melbourne. Thousand. And tonight's, yep, yeah, uh, nine and a half. And this mm. will be the fourth consecutive sellout tonight um, for the Adelaide 36ers. You know, and when you consider they started the season so poorly and, mm. you know, were zero and four for the first time in 21 years before they got their first win and they had to come from behind at three-quarter time um, you know, to beat Illawarra to get their first win of the season. So they've basically been down toward the foot of the ladder all season mm. and the people just keep turning up. And, it, you know, it's a credit to everyone involved at the 36ers that they put on such a good product that so even when the team isn't uh, getting wins, the people are still engaged and still wanting to come along. So for the 36ers fans, um, as we know in every sport, no matter the team, no matter the sport, if you're not winning, then people tend to drop off. But yes. at the moment, the Adelaide 36ers fans are really uh, toughing it out with the team. And I think that speaks volumes for, you know, the respect that they've they've built up over the 43 years mm. that, uh, that they've mm, been involved. Been um, yeah, and look, they're one of the most storied franchises in basketball history in Australia. So um, we're not where we want to be at the moment in terms of the Adelaide 36ers, but uh, that win and another win here against Sydney, you're certainly tracking uh, in an upward direction, and, and that's the only thing that you can do now is just to keep trying uh, to move forward. And if the back end of this season works out quite nicely with some good form and some wins, for Scotty Ninnis, that works out quite well in his favour as well. How have you, uh, I suppose, assessed his last month in charge, and do you like his chances of keeping the job in the future? Yeah, look, I do. I mean, obviously there's candidates out there and the club wouldn't be doing the right thing if they weren't searching high and low to see who's available in terms of coaching. But uh, all, all Scotty can do is try and turn the ship around and, and he's done that with that win against Melbourne and win against Brisbane prior to that. So, um, you know, in the games that he's been in charge, there's been a marked difference and he's put his stamp on the team. And yeah, every win's certainly going to help his cause in terms of um, keeping the job and I posed that question to him yesterday at the press conference mm. when I was there for Channel 7 and, and said does that play into this and he said look it doesn't at all he said when I took over I said to uh, Nick Babato the CEO and Grant Kelly the owner he said oh, you know I'm passionate about the 36 I'll come here and do anything I can to make it better and that's my focus and he said if we get wins and that helps me get the job he said that's fantastic he said but that's a discussion for another time and whether it's me or whether it's someone else coaching this team next season I'll be right behind them and I think that's an attitude um you know that's going to help him as well because it's not he's not doing any of this to make sure he gets the job next year he's doing it because he bleeds for the 36ers and he hates seeing them not being successful Good and time. I'm happy to do it for however long you want me to do it and then even if I'm not the full-time coach next year I'll be right behind you helping Good. as much as I can anyway yeah it's correct correct well hey it's going to be an interesting run tonight Dean DJ up against his old side for the first yeah. time. Yeah, very, very interesting one. They'll ask a few questions. Yes, I'm sure it's going to be uh, very interesting to see how that unfolds. I spoke to DJ at training yesterday and asked him about that, and um, he was trying to play it down a little bit because there was some bad blood between um, mm, okay. the organisation, more so than the players from the Sydney Kings, because 
Uh, Andrew Bogart and Paul Smith, the mm-hmm. owners of the, the of the Sydney Kings, were a little disappointed that BJ had come back to Australia. But he came back to Australia and said, "Look, it didn't work out for me in the US. I want to come back." And they said, "Well, we can't fit you in." And he said, "Well, I'll go and look for somewhere else." And they said, "Well, that's not really fair." And he said, "Well, can you fit me in?" And they said, "No, we can't fit you in." He said, "Well, what do you want me to do?" Mm-hmm. He said, "Okay, we'll go and find someone who does, who can fit you in." So. He felt he was painted as the villain mm. when he really wasn't. He didn't have a job, and he asked them for a job, and they said, we don't have a job for you. And he said, well, I'll go and ask the next team if they've got a job. And they sort of – they were in a difficult situation, sure. but he was painted as the villain, and I don't think that was fair. But, um, you know, not only him, but, uh, you know, Isaac Humphreys was Rookie of the Year yeah, with the kids. Uh, we've got the Galloway brothers playing against one another. <laughs> um, and, of course, uh, you know, Sean Bruce, the captain of Sydney, was here yeah. with the 36ers as well. And Isaac Gatorna, who's now with the Kings, was a former Adelaide former player. <laughs> In the NBL, uh, yeah. there's eight or nine players change. Each team will turn over eight or nine of their 12 or 13 every season. So invariably, you're going to be playing against a former team of yours at some mm-hmm. stage during the season. And uh, there's so much on the line in terms of uh, the result tonight for, for so many reasons, not just in terms of wins and losses yeah. for this season, but, you know, the long, the bigger picture for Scotty Ninnis, the bigger picture for the Sydney coach, Mahmoud Abdel Fattah as well. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, it should be exciting, and um, it's never a dull moment down there, as you guys would know, so I'd encourage right. anyone that can get it to get along, because there's only three more home games to go after this, and there are a, Saturday, a Friday, a Saturday, and a Sunday game. There's only three after tonight, So um, and it all wraps up on the 18th of Feb, so uh, not long... Before the end of the uh, the end of the season, there's three games after tonight. If you haven't been to a 36ers game this season, you're missing out. Come in and enjoy it with us uh, at some stage before the end of the season. What's the uh, what's the season so far? Has, has it asked more questions than it's answered? Case for the Sixers? Oh, look, it, it has. It's been such a roller coaster. You know, sacking an import before they played a game, mm, mm. Um, and obviously CJ Bruton uh, losing the, you know, the yes. coach's job as well um, back at the start of December. Um, so it's from what I've seen in recent weeks, it appears now to be, at least the ship has been steadied, and now um, look, there's going to be changes in the off season. Mm. Thirty six has only got three players under contract for next season, uh, and one of those is Sunday Detch, who at the moment seems out of favour. So um, it's it, there's going to be big changes, and perhaps a new coach. Uh, who knows? Um, so, but right now, Adelaide, uh, you know, Scotty Ninnis has made this a, a focus of putting something out on the floor that we can be proud of. If we get the wins, that's a bonus. But when you know we need to be out there showing our fans that we appreciate what they're doing for us, play as hard as we can and see if we can get across the line. But um, you know, you don't you don't want to die wondering. We, we need to no. play at our absolute best because these players are playing for contracts, whether it's with Adelaide yes. or other teams yeah, next season it. as well. So there's mm. certainly a lot to play for. And as I say, it's highly entertaining as well. Um, so get along if you can. Very much so, John. Fantastic. Your thousandth game tonight down there. And when those teams run out on the Casey's court, it will just be <laughs> fantastic. Well, it's great that they've, they've, they've provided you with that, mate. I just think it's one for well deserved. Thanks, pal. <laughs> Have they told Brett Maher about that yet? Because he'd be pretty happy, wouldn't he, Maher? I don't think he's he's going to be talking to me. No, that's certainly not going to happen. I appreciate the kind words. And as I say, I appreciate, uh, you know, all the, all the positive feedback that I'm getting online today as well with the the milestone of a thousand games. It's, uh, it's certainly come a long way, uh, from the Apollo Stadium in 1980 when I was there for the first time and uh, basketball's going great guns here in Australia and long may it continue. Definitely. Well done.
done, buddy. Thank well, you. The voice of it, John Casey. Thanks for your uh, for your time and uh, best of luck with the call tonight. Thanks, boys. Absolute pleasure. Excellent. You can hear him on uh, ESPN and KO and uh, and all the the channels for uh, NBL action tonight when the Sixers take on the Sydney Kings. And if uh, you can't get to the entertainment centre tonight, make sure you do in the next couple of home games because, as he yeah, said, there's not many to left to go. No, only a few to go. And uh, yeah, I think by well, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday the mm. the times. But get along. It's a great event. And yeah, I'm not sure it'll be Casey's court, but uh, yeah, we'll we'll see what happened. I had to throw it to him. See what he see where he took it.